where four movie fans test the limit of their friendship. I'm Lacey. I'm Mella. I'm Josh. I'm Rashawn. What's up, y'all? Hey. hey. <laughs> How's everyone doing today? We doing Fine. good. We doing all right. I think doing I'm doing good. good. Yeah. You guys watch anything? Have you watched The Old Guard yet? No. Uh, I'm so excited. I'm like treating it as if it's this treasure that if I open it, it's going to disappear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the same reason. It's like me not playing the last level in like 10 of the video games I have. Yeah. If I do that, they're done and they're gone. Like, <laughs> so if I never watch The Old Guard, it's always a new movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's always this amazing thing that I haven't watched yet. Yeah. I'm super excited. I mean, Gina Prince by the wood. I love loving basketball. Beyond the lights. She's amazing. And then that and, cast. And your queen. Your queen of all acting oh, things. Queen Charlize. There's a there's a lot going on again at at this point of recording. It's the still the middle of of lockdown, but now the industry is trying to get back to it. Like Tom Holland just posted a video he's getting back to start filming on the Uncharted movies. And oh. he posted a video of him getting a COVID test, a, a nasal one, and they're really trying because <laughs> I feel like we're running out of new media. Well, I just watched, I don't know how long it's been on Hulu, but I watched Wild Nights, the Emily Dickinson movie, mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, it's starring Molly Shannon, um, and I kind of turned it on. It looked like a farcical kind of comedy and it was so lovely. It was Aww. such a beautifully written, beautifully done, just delightful is the word that I would use to express it. It's funny, but it really delves into Emily Dickinson's relationship. It, it demystifies her whole reputation of being a recluse who didn't want her stuff published. She absolutely mm. did, but she was a gay woman when it was not (laughs) at all talked about. And she wrote about the woman that she loved and how difficult that was for her. I just highly recommend it. Going on the list. And you said it's uh, available on Hulu? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are we fighting about today? (laughs) 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 Uh, Just the other day, I watched Titanic. Yeah, we did. Oh, Titanic. (laughs) Yeah, we did. Titanic was called the ship of dreams, and it was, it really was. All right, open your eyes. We go full of heat, put your backs into it. Got everything I need right here with me. I figure life's a gift, and I don't intend on wasting it. You never know what hand you're going to get dealt next. You learn to take life as it comes at you. When the ship docks, I'm getting off with you.
how old were you when the movie finished? <laughs> 84 years. It's been, <laughs> it's been 84 years. Y'all, it is. it did not feel that long. Let me just say, Rashawn was complaining the whole time how long it was going to be. Oh, we're telling lies on the podcast. We are not telling today. lies. I feel a fight coming on. So, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, first of all, mm-hmm. Titanic is a historical fiction movie based on the real life RMS Titanic. Yes, God. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> Starring. Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, directed by James Cameron. Um, it is the movie about the fateful voyage of the unsinkable ship hitting the iceberg hmm. and the love story that grows. I will say, as a history buff, there was quite a few things historically. Like I started looking up into the the real life characters that are in it. Cause pretty much everybody, save for Jack and Rose are based off of real people. I started looking into like all of the passengers that were on it. And for the most part, even down to how they died, James Cameron slash whoever a ghost wrote it for him, got a lot of it correct. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the actors themselves wrote a lot of this I, movie. I need you, to talk to that ghost. If whoever, you, d- if you dive into the trivia of this, every other scene is like, well, the actors improvised this line and it made the final cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, and some it's some of the most famous lines, like Rose at the end when they're at the bow of the ship and the ship is going down and she looks at him and says, Jack, this is where we first met. That was a Kate Winslet. Like, Ugh. she said that herself. Of course she did. Okay, but. Here we go. That being said, the modern day lines, specifically the modern day comic lines, do not hold up at, <laughs> at all. An example, please? Yes. I really don't know his name, his character's I'm name. It up. Anything Bill Paxton's helper, the, the mm-hmm. late 90s chubby, nerdy friend sidekick <laughs> archetype. Literally anything he says, and it's not this guy's fault, it's not the actor's fault. Anything he says is unfunny. It, it could not hold up worse. Can we, speaking of lines that do not hold up. Mm. So we sit Rose down. <laughs> she says her iconic line. It's been 84 years. Mm. We zoom into the past. We see the Titanic. We see Kate Winslet. Are y'all with me? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I'm, on, I'm with you on this journey. She, I'm reliving she, it. We yeah, see that, that bomb-ass hat. I'd wear that hat. <laughs> <laughs> and then she delivers a line that I can only describe as, what? <laughs> What'd she say? She says, I was on a slave ship (laughs) being carried back to America in chains. Yes, she does say that. Y'all, I almost bowed out of the movie. (laughs) Why? I guess I completely blocked that out. I guess all of the world did as well. All the two billion people, two billion dollars worth of people. Old Rose says that in a flashback or I yes. She says it as her As Kate Winslet is walking up the like as a narration. Oh, it's the oh it's old Rose. Yes. Fucking allowed that. Who Who looked in the script? I pray to God it wasn't an improv. Who (laughs) Gloria Stewart (laughs) improving the slave ship lines? I said, I have a problem, and we're only 20 minutes into this three-and-a-half-hour movie. Ooh, that I, is bad. 
that's rough is what that is i understand that they do do a good job of of truly splitting up the movie in parts you're you there's an uh, almost equal amount of time world building as there is crashing yada 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 but all of those equal parts could have been cut down okay but Mm -hmm. something that i thought was really cool is eliminating the time on the titanic i think um the actual time spent in the past on the Titanic is two hours and 42 minutes. And that's the exact amount of time that it took for the actual ship to sink. So oh. that I think yes. is a cool little tidbit. Okay, that I have a question cool. for you guys though. Oh. But why couldn't the whole movie have been two hours and 42 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> because we needed the world building. We needed to care about the people on that were currently looking. We needed a link Did back we? into Rose. <laughs> Did, okay, y'all. What was your question, Carmela? <laughs> I, would, I was going to ask, because I've seen this movie a lot. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time that I have watched it, like, from beginning to to full end because like ever no 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 oh, this is the okay. first time in a long time Maybe. is what i meant to say shut up um <laughs> i don't think i'm alone in this where i just like start the movie right when we see kate winslet's hat oh yeah i don't give a fuck about that old lady i'm just <laughs> saying that right now and she ruins Everything, like any any care you have about that storyline, is gone when she mentioned slave ships. <laughs> that gone. part, she that part. ghost. Do you hear me, ghost? I don't ever believe that that old lady was once Kate Winslet. What? I disagree. There, <laughs> no, never. She doesn't look like her. She doesn't act like her. I they have the same just, colored eyes. That's what I was gonna say. I guess. <laughs> that one transition the... <laughs> from when she's laying on the couch and they zoom into her eyeball and then oh, back yeah. out and she's the old lady again. Mwah. She has a mullet. Kate Winslet <laughs> would never. She would never. Don't bully Gloria Stewart. Don't she you dare. Did is she did get still an alive? Oscar nomination for it. She really did. And what? she is not. Best Supporting Actress. She passed, yeah. R.I.P. Uh, uh, okay, but I also... Would be remiss if we didn't talk about maybe my favorite actress of all time is in this film. What? Oh, that's a one Kathy Bates. Yes. Come on, Kathy Bates. Oh my Molly Brown. I know there's not going to be any fighting on this one because it's an objective fact that she destroys it in this role. <laughs> she cuts through all the bullshit. She just it's every time. I so desperately because her character again is real and. There's a musical based off of her, The Unsinkable Molly Brown. She got that nickname from crew members of the Titanic after everything went down, and she was on the lifeboat fighting crew members to go back and save people. Yep. She's unsinkable. And that's how she got her nickname. And where's her spinoff? <laughs> I want to know. Or where's the movie musical? Absolutely. Sorry, Kathy Bates reprising her role as Molly Brown. Yeah. I would watch that 100 23 years later. I mean, she looks the exact same. Honestly. Yes, she looks so good. I love good. her so much. Who do we think the villain is in this movie? Billy it's Zane kind of- and the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> okay, good. Let's talk about Billy Zane. And Let's talk about him. His All character, right. Cal Hockley. Initial thoughts from anyone? Monster. Yes. Rashawn. I I think. Oh my god. 
<laughs> Can you just relax before my thought process comes out? I think he is so completely in tune with what this movie needs that I am on board with this performance. I can't say I've seen Billy Zane in much else. Yeah. And I think all of the crazy character turns that it takes, well, he's a monster or he steals this kid, but then he cares for the kid. And then let's, hold off, on, let's hold off on that. I know what Lacey's trying to do. She's trying to egg me on and I'm exercising <laughs> a monk-like patience. Take and I'm, bait. Take and I'm, the bait. I'm Take the Kathy Bates. All right. <laughs> That was corny. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think the the script has these really weird tonal t- shifts, and I think he is game for all of it. I never lose sight of who this guy is, and he's just he's mustache twirling a lot of the time, and I think he does it well. And there, but there are moments before the sinking before where he shows just a, just enough humanity that you're like, oh, well. Yeah, but then he goes back to mustache twirling, and I will say before I get into uh, it <laughs> that Lacey pointed out the scene near the beginning where Cal explodes on Rose when they're at the table eating brunch. It's improv from Billy Zane. That whole scene is improvised by Billy Zane, and Kate Winslet's reaction is totally genuine. I can't believe a movie like this. I'm just now learning that a lot of lines are improvised. Well, you know I. I have to say, I hate that because this is not the first time I've heard of an actor doing that in a scene with an actress. I think one of the best examples is uh, Dustin Hoffman did it to Meryl Streep, where mm-hmm. he just kind of like tossed all the dishes across the wall and her reaction was completely real. And I'm like, I get it. It was a well-acted scene. She handles it really well. But talk to your scene partner you know what i mean like i I think yeah to that end i think there needs the same with the whole the infamous story with Django and leo yeah i think i think it's all about context if in the script for example it says cal explodes yeah i think then we may be in an okay area but if it's truly there's nothing planned yeah and i'm i agree with you on that Point. Especially because it's usually actresses that are at the receiving end mm-hmm. of this point. of this outburst, yeah, with a male director in the room, and I just it just doesn't really sit well with me. That is all. very fair. I never, even as a woman, I never really thought of it from yep. that point of view, and that's that's very. And her accurate. reaction is is so in character and and really well focused, but. Mm-hmm. To be in her headspace in that moment, you're probably thinking like, "Did this motherfucker just flip a table?" It's very yeah. manipulative. It's very a little yeah, bit, yeah. As I if would... Kate Winslet is not capable mm. of. Don't even get me started. Right. <laughs> I would argue that Rose's mom is as much of a villain as Cal is. One hundred percent. I can absolutely get behind that because <laughs> there there is a moment. Oh, sorry, go. No, is she a victim of circumstance or is she a villain? Mm. Originally, I'd say yes, but Rose is also a victim of circumstance and, and Rose's presence and, and ability to break through that circumstance proves that it can be done. I think if Rose's mom was maybe more neutral or a, a little less heavy handed in her pushing towards Cal, I would maybe give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. It's, but, she is very manipulative. That whole right. conversation with the corset tightening mm-hmm. is all about power and Rose's mom having power over her and the situation and 
Rose having to relinquish all of that. The following scene is all her trying to avoid Jack and follow her mother's instructions. And yeah, that's where I think she's not a good person. Yeah, Rose's mom doesn't doesn't have this conversation with Rose until she's gripping her corset, until she's behind her in a position of power where she could physically hurt Rose if mm-hmm. she dissents. Which was the actress's choice. In the script, uh, James Cameron had it that Rose was tightening her mother's corset and throughout mm. the rehearsal or through, maybe they shot it once or twice. I'm not, I don't remember off the top of my head, but both the actresses said this would be so much more powerful if we were reversed. Reversed. Yeah. If she's so- actually taking control over Rose. Not just her life, but her body as so well. Titanic's ghostwriter is the cast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but here we go. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> I have something to say. <clears throat> Undoubtedly, objectively, mm-hmm. Cal is a bad person and he does bad things. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying what he did is good. What he did is is not. However. <laughs> However, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would ven- venture to guess at least 50% of the population, if they were a man in his position, used to his power, his corruption, his whatever, maybe not even in his position, if they knew the only way to save their own life is to pick up this abandoned, crying child and take them to a lifeboat, I would venture to guess at least 50% of the population would do that. Also, Within that objectively bad, selfish deed that he did is an objectively good deed. That child was stuck in a corner. There's a good chance that that kid would not have made it onto the lifeboat. But it doesn't matter that his intentions were selfish. It doesn't matter. His intentions were selfish. (laughs) However. You are. By doing that, he brought that kid to a lifeboat. That kid would not have made it to the lifeboat. Let's hear it, Lacey. Am I wrong? I'm not going to yeah. tell you you're wrong. But? I ain't going to say that you're right. But <laughs> I'm not going to say that I enjoyed that part of the story. That's fine. Surviving should not be enjoyable. Okay. That's a fight. I don't know what we're fighting about right now. You that People look at that and be like, how, how dare he? How could he? It's like, fuck off. No. If you were in the same position, if, you, if it was life or death, I would have taken two kids, fucking. I would have taken a kid with their parent <laughs> 10 feet away. Well, I guess it's presented as kind of a, a slimy tactic, is it not? Like, yeah, it's, I agree. It's presented as slimy. Josh, you framed this in such a way that I can't argue with you, which is girl, not you how you argue. presented you it better, in the you car. You better argue, girl. Bring it up. Bring it up. Okay. He did a, a very selfless and selfish deed. It was at equal parts selfless and selfish by saving the kid and himself. No, 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 the, no, 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 yeah, no, no, I'm, no. I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> the movie then, I know what you're about to say and I'm 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 piggybacking off of it before I'm pre-piggybacking off of it. <laughs> the movie then eliminates any selflessness within it when he gives the kid away and moves to the back of the lifeboat to save himself. You are this is why married people argue because 
<laughs> we already had this conversation and he's using my points against me. What did he say oh, last well, time? Come on, girl. We weren't in the car. So <laughs> what what did he say in that pillow talk? Come on. He said basically what he's already said. Yeah. But he is okay. now defending himself with the points that I already gave. That it I'm was not-, not a selfless act. It was completely selfish. I am okay. not disagreeing that the child shouldn't have been taken onto a lifeboat. Of course, every child matters. Hello, teacher. Yes, every child matters. <laughs> but this slimy, gross guy, there is nothing selfless about it. Especially because once their boat gets in the water, the ship is like three quarters of the way down already. Billy Zane throws the child to whoever will take her and starts standing on the side of the lifeboat with an oar, pushing people off, saying, you're going to sink us. You're going to sink us. You're going to sink us all. He, which any, I see you, Joshua, I know what you're going to (laughs) say. (laughs) any reasonable person is going to do that if they think the boat is going to flood. Sure. Nothing that he did was about the child. That's my argument. Does, do we ever get resolution to that? As far as what? Because I, all that stuff happens that Lacey was just talking about. And then he survives. And then we just see him on the boat. We see him afterwards. And then afterwards. And he's passed the child to the woman next to him. But then after that, before after that, that we, we don't see the child again. Yeah. Nope. Okay, well, doesn't but- he have a, a second when he's like, give it to me. And like, she's crying. And then he, that's like, when he first gets on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then he like throws a child back. He's like, oh, don't touch me. <laughs> okay. Yes. But- <laughs> Check this out. A to his core selfish man. Did a good deed. That's undeniable, right? Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Yes. I'm not saying it <laughs> makes him a good person or a selfless person. To his core, Cal is a is a is a selfish, detestable man, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. But do you think this little girl would have been better off in Cal's care long term? No. No. Have you seen the way he treats every woman in the movie? But okay. he. But so, he doesn't end up in her. Like they don't. That's not her new dad. No, I know because he hands her off. Because don't they say something in the beginning about how someone ended up marrying Cal and had two kids at the end? Yeah, at and the then end. the Great Depression hits and he kills himself. Oh, he just kills himself. Yes, okay. that's what I'm saying though. He hands a little girl off. That little girl is now alive because of Cal and a better adopt, forcefully adopted adoptive home. Because of Cal. We don't know Giving. that. We don't know that she, no that idea. woman took care of her forever. She could have ended up in the adoption system and died. And this was, oh, shoot, this was 1912. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good point. We also, don't know what happened. She probably got on the boat and got sick. <laughs> and died in the boat. And died anyway. He Children also, he also left a human being chained at the bottom of the boat. Thank to you. Die. I'm not saying he he's did a good it, guy. But his henchmen did, whatever. Which we haven't even discussed the Leo of it all. Oh, we we haven't boy. even touched on Let's Jack touch him. Gostin. Let's touch on him. Cal is a piece of shit. Okay. Cal's a piece of shit who Beauty. did a single good deed. It was no. not a good no. we, I don't know if no. we're all saying that. <laughs> I think that's a Joshua better conclusion. <laughs> Put it on a shirt. I'll wear it every goddamn day. No. Goes bare. I don't give a shit. 
<laughs> Cal Hol- what's it, Holden, what's his last name? Cal- Hockley. Cal Hockley. Cal Hockley is a very bad person who did one very good thing. Take that very out of there. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk then about Leo DiCaprio. Let's talk about Jack Dawson. Hi, um, Bobby. <laughs> Carmella. Did you all know Leo did not want to do this movie? No. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. Why? He he said that Jack was too earnest, too uh, normal, pretty much. It was too much of like an everyman character, and it wasn't Mm. a challenge for him. Um, And James Cameron wound up spinning the story as this guy is the hero this guy you know he's the outsider in this world of first class people um and he's what the whole story is hooked around okay (laughs) but but what i think leo crushes it i think he does exactly what was meant to be done in the story or what this story intended to be done with jack but Hmm. I after rewatching it, I hadn't watched it when we watched it yesterday. I hadn't seen it for years. After rewatching it, I wanted Jack with some flaws, man. He was too perfect. Yeah, I can. And I, I also understand that maybe this is maybe giving James Cameron too much credit. I can also see that maybe the whole movie is technically from Rose's memory. So of course, mm-hmm. Rose remembers Jack as this perfect man. Mm-hmm. He can do no wrong. This is he's upright. Yada 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 yada. But but I'm watching I'm, it. I, I I was like, he's too. He has not done anything wrong. He's too perfect. I'm sure he has flaws, but in contrast to someone like Cal, and in the situation of the Titanic and the you know the catastrophe, of course he seems like a really good guy because he's doing good things. Yeah, right. technically. I mean, I'm not saying that this is a flaw, but to them, his flaws are that he's poor. Right. Right? Yeah. So I guess the scene that stood out to me was the when he was dining with them in the banquet hall and he was able to he was able to win them over like that. Like he won over like 75 percent of them in a single dinner. They didn't care that he was poor. They're like, he's he's quick on his quick witted. He's on his quick on his fuck whatever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's quick on his toes and he's quick witted he's quick he was able to win them over they all liked him by the end of the dinner Cal obviously still hated him and Cal's uh, lackey was like both of them were like you wouldn't like this we talk about business and politics uh, but everyone else was like yeah come join us for a cigar or come stay with the women Jack like they all liked him It doesn't that say more about them than that does about him no I'm, I'm saying I think it. I'm saying as a character, I'm I oh, okay. by the way he's written. I think he's too perfect. I wanted he didn't flounder in that dinner at all. He was he is knocking every ball that was lobbed at him out of the park. Okay, but can we then argue that that's kind of what the story needed? We all we all go into Titanic knowing that the ship is going to sink. Mm-hmm. And the movie starts with these flawed people who are exploiting the wreckage of the Titanic to find a treasure for themselves. The whole storyline with Rose, it's all about the shitty world around her. 
and the slave shit that's going on. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm never gonna let that line go. I'm so sorry, don't, uh, listeners. Never apologize for that. Never. So don't we need that kind of beacon in a story that has so much conflict and a story that has so much despair and sadness and tragedy? Don't we need that kind of lightness to bring the story all together? Yeah, but the whole time? Okay, like, like, in your script, what would have been his flaws? Like, what would you have... Like, what did you need for it to be like? Give him a temper. Let him snap, like... He he does. He does snap. Where? When? When it's towards it's when the ship is sinking and they're down in steerage after um oh. she's mm, broken the handcuffs. He goes up to the door that's locked and the guard is there and he says calmly at two or three times, "Open the gate. Open the gate right now." And the guard doesn't and he flips out. He starts shaking it and goes totally ape shit. I see that more of another fight or flight thing. I want I want to see him. I want to see him. Oh, oh, I got you. He stole oh, a coat. <laughs> <laughs> she found that. <laughs> He's a thief. Sure, you know stole what? a yeah. coat. He stole a coat. Great. Oh, Be there it is. That was I so win. fucking cute. <laughs> But he was only borrowing it. I, t- I think yeah, he was going to him, go give it back. It. Yeah, but he didn't. He still- I, <laughs> so I have an idea. If after he draws Rose and she tells him, she folds up the painting and tells him to put it drawing and tells him to put it back in the safe. If he had stolen that stack of money in the safe, is that, that something flaw? like as little as that? Like, I need to see the cracks in the armor. I don't want him to be a bad guy. Like, lit- like him winning over everybody that isn't Cal or or Rose's mom mm. was too much mm-hmm. for me. I, like, and I get it. It, and I will say, people who may study this film and defend it may say this again. This is this is Rose's memory of the film. All we know about this this movie as a whole is Rose's memory. She's telling this story to Bill Paxton. So that's that's what we know. We know it through. The rose-tinted glasses. Oh, he said <laughs> it. My God. Yes. You've been sitting on that, haven't you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's a big question. Mm-hmm. If this is through Rose's memory, let's talk about the door. Mm-hmm. This is after everything is sunk. This is the infamous door. They're in the water, the freezing cold water. Everyone's freaking out around them. Rose has already been dunked by someone trying to use her as a flotation device. Fucked up. She's cold. She's exhausted. She's scared. Jack finds her, takes her to this door. Gentleman that he is, he puts her on the door first. Mm -hmm. And then he tries to climb on it himself. And the door topples and Rose falls off. So he lets Rose stay on the door. Mm-hmm. Is that how she would have remembered it? Is that? Yeah, I think so. Is that I, a romanticized I, thought it's, the it's way that weird Jack is? Because rewatching it and knowing in the context of this is all Rose's memory, we get a lot of things that are 
more third person point of view. Mm. Like, yeah, like how would Rose know this? How would Rose know about the decision that the the captain made and some of the things that happen when she's nowhere to be found? Right. So I think they took a few liberties in that door moment by showing us his face when they both fall off the boat or off the door and he's like, fuck, okay. It just has to be her. Right. So I don't know if that is directly attributed to her memory. I don't know. I do know yeah. they both could have fit. And that's all I'm going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Lacey and Dred- it, 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 It's she. Mm. That's the thing. Yes, they both could have fit, but it would have sunk. Thank you. Why? Even just her. Because they're too heavy it, together. Even just her laying on it, the door is partially submerged. There is water on the door with her laying mm-hmm. on it. If they had both gotten on, it would have been fully submerged. It probably would have kept them semi afloat. No, it would have sunk, sunk. I think it would have just gone it's wood. down slowly. But right? I mean, the two of them are heavier and denser than this one door. So if both of them are on it, that door sinks with them. Okay. Yeah, I see All what right. you're saying. Sure. I think that's why, like, you see him realize, that, like, that's a part of his face, right? Is like, fuck, I try to get on this door. It, it's not going to happen. I'm going to just die. He, like, he accepted it. <laughs> do you think he <laughs> thinks he's going to die, though? Or do you think he's just, he's. Oh, yeah. No, he knows. I think he knows. He that's- knows. In that moment. That was kind okay. of fucked up okay. to me when he was like, Rose, you do not say your goodbyes. Anyway, here are my goodbyes. <laughs> <laughs> I will also say, up, I don't think I fully realized this until this last watch through. She says, I love you, Jack. And he never says it to her. He never says it. I noticed that too. There's this flaw. There it he is. Don't, he don't love He doesn't want commitment. Is that what you're saying? He's a player. Yeah. He's a he's okay. a fuck boy. <laughs> Do you see all the girls in his sketchbook? Seriously. He, Jack be drawing. One leg and everything. <laughs> One leg up. Speaking Other of leg. Speaking gone. of the drawings, did you guys know James Cameron was the artist of all of the drawings in that movie? I did know that, yeah. Oh yeah. He was the hands, right? Yeah, he was. Drawing. I thought well, that look was at him. Because cool. ain't no way Leo had them old wrinkly hands. <laughs> yeah, Leo <laughs> <laughs> got Slender hands. That's why they only showed like the tips of the fingers. The tips, <laughs> yeah. Just did you guys think that Leo looked too young for Rose or for again Kate Kate Winslet? Yes. Mm. Yeah, a little. Not- I I don't. I think she. I think they looked like they were in their young twenties. Well, she was 17. She's supposed to be 17, yeah. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But, I mean, she definitely, if you told me she was 22, I would definitely take that. But 17? Mm. Chill. I mean, for the time, that's accurate. For For 1912. Well, yeah. For her her to get married, yeah. 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 I do think that they look a little too different in age, but I think they sell the hell out of that romance. I think they are the reason that this movie works. Yeah, their think, chemistry. Yeah. Among, among other things. I mean, it's like a technical achievement. Right. But but I think I think performance-wise, I think the two things that make this movie work, obviously Kate and Leo are good actors, but I think specifically 
I think their chemistry is the main reason. Mm-hmm. But two, mm-hmm. going back to what we were talking about, I think Billy Zane's ability to to anchor it with a clear antagonist makes really propels the movie. Yeah. You don't you don't care about their romance. <laughs> hold, hold on. He said propels and anchor. <laughs> you got that? Um, <laughs> that? You don't care as much about their romance if Billy Zane doesn't isn't. I'm just talking about his performance. I'm I think his. I think his it's one of the more masterful pure villains in in like triple A blockbuster cinema. Okay, so I just don't want this to go by without mentioning my favorite performance in the whole movie. Ooh. Kathy Bates. <laughs> Get out of my face. <laughs> Love Kathy Bates. I think the performance for me walking away this time that far and away makes the movie for me is Victor Garber. We were, Lacey and I talked yes. about this. He, what? He rushes it. He's so, so good. good. What I, do you mean, what? Speak no. on it, Mel. What's up? No, I mean, he's great. I just like don't, I mean, like I said, I've seen this movie a lot of times, but this is not something when I think about Titanic, I'm like, oh, Victor Garber, like what a performance. I'm just like, yeah, he did what he had to do and that was it. I think uh, the emotional turn of the whole movie rides on his shoulders in the moment when he tells them the boat will sink. Okay. He has like that, three scenes. That, well, and they scene, are all They're phenomenal. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> all right. They're so good. I, 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 I could not agree more, but I will add to that in saying if we're going to put Victor Garber there, then we have to put the rest of Kathy the ensemble Bates. cast there right, too. Yeah, um, everyone down to the guy that played the captain, Bernard Hill. Um, I mean, watching his realizations of the ship sinking are, I think, just as pivotal as Victor Garber's. Um, Johnny Phillips, he plays the second officer. He's standing. Yes. I believe. Um, He's the one that says, I'll shoot you all like dogs. Which was improvised. Keep order. Sorry. (laughs) See you. Keep order. I (laughs) agree. Yeah, that line was improvised, by the way. And uh, brilliant, he's great. James Cameron went to him after the shot and was like, "Yeah, say that again." And that, what's his name? Johnny Phillips. Johnny Phillips. He was so in it that he, uh, he literally said, "What did I say?" Because he was so wrapped he's, up in the moment. He's very, very good. Um, but I do think I think you're right, Josh. As much as that pains me to say, that. <laughs> The movie is driven by the romance and by the chemistry between Rose and Jack. But the reason this movie works so well is because they have an ensemble cast of just phenomenal actors. Everyone is mm-hmm. so flushed out. Everyone does such a great job. Everyone is phenomenal down to the background actors who um, this I found so interesting. There were a set like background cast of 150 actors who mm-hmm. went through, I think it was three weeks of etiquette training and um, how people acted in 1912. And um, James Cameron gave each of them specific characters, names, and backstories so that wow. the whole ensemble felt flushed out. And I think 
you care you care about every single person on the ship minus cal most of the time um and the ending of this movie i know it's meant i it's such a ploy at like pull at your heartstrings here's her walking into death whatever mm-hmm. but to go back to victor garber every time i ha- i get a little i get a little misty at the end of it doesn't make me cry but I get more choked up seeing Victor Garber's fatherly smiling face at the end of the movie than I do (laughs) Jack at the top of the, like Victor Garber saved her multiple times. There's a moment where she's with Cal and she sees him and she stops and she's like, Mr. Andrews, tell me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's like, the ship will sink. And that is the whole, I don't give a shit if he's not Leonardo DiCaprio, Carmela Diaz, all That is the moment for me that the movie just like kicks into high gear, mm-hmm. and it's it's because of him. And correct me if he gives her the life jacket when she passes yeah. back mm-hmm. by. So I'm gonna say, yeah. and he tells her, doesn't he? Isn't he the one who tells her where Jack is? Yeah, he yeah. Gives her the directions. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, Victor Garber ain't important. I ain't. <laughs> and I didn't the, say he wasn't important. The, I just said I didn't think about the moment him that, that like gives me chills is when he's with the blueprint and he's like, it 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 breached four. We could. Stay afloat and it breaches four, but it breached five. Yes. And it's like, oh my God. Not five. And they end it with, I guess you'll get your headline. Oh. oh. And, then you gotta, and then you gotta switch to the second VHS tape. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's split in half. You guys, that was the first movie that it released at midnight on the VHS, the double VHS. And my parents let me stay up until midnight. And my dad went to Hollywood Video to get the VHSs. Brought them yes. back, and I made it to when Rose's purple hat turns up, and then I fell asleep. Nice. <laughs> That's amazing. I was like 10 years old at the time. Midnight was a big deal. <laughs> um, So we're getting close to the end of the episode, so mm-hmm. I would like to play a little game. I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. I despise guessing games. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. I want to play a little alternate ending. Ooh. I want your thoughts on how else this movie could have ended. I feel like I will put the stipulation out. I feel like we have to keep... The boat sinking because well, yeah. that is historically accurate. So Respect- as far yeah. as the characters go and the character storylines, how else could this movie have ended? All right, I'll go first. There's He was quick I, to the jump. Because <laughs> I, I don't want anybody to steal mine. Um I I think I like I weird I know it's cheesy and usually I don't like force stuff like this, but I do like Rose. Because I think it pays homage to the supporting cast, not only of the actors, but I think it pays homage to the real life people who died on the ship. I like the ending of Rose going through all the people that passed on the ship mm-hmm. up to Jack. I do. I enjoy that because one, you get the actors, you get you get Victor Garber, but you also it also shows a this amount of people died on that ship. Mm-hmm. So for a real life standpoint, I do like that. What I would change has to do with the heart of the ocean Mm. in my ending she tells a story she finishes the story bill paxton is back on the submarine search controls old rose is still next to him 
as like he's like let me let me take you through it one more time and they're going through it you know going through and rose is like oh, go left here and like she starts to remember where her room is he dips the submarine searcher into her room they finally find the safe they look in the heart of the ocean is there in the titanic mm. where her things were with jack underwater bill paxton looks to old rose old rose looks back at him closes her eyes nods bill paxton just turns submarine goes back up to the surface and leaves it there leaves it underwater Ooh, rose goes wow. to bed she dies she dies warm in her bed i like that more than her just yeeting it off the back of the boat she said oh <laughs> <laughs> literally literally just a little <laughs> but i want it like i want it because it, it the movie starts as if like bill paxton is going to be the audience's sort of through man like this is we're gonna see through the eyes of bill paxton then we just kind of abandon him and his story and i get it he's just the catalyst the jumping off point but i want to i would love to see a little arc for him of going from i want to get rich by finding this diamond to this diamond has a history with these people who lived and died on this boat i'm going to keep it on the boat i want to see that with the heart of the ocean i think i want to see him leave it down there i like that i like someone else top that Oh, I see you, Carella. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, I would love if Jack was still alive. Mm. Tell me so, how. But we don't think it, uh, we don't know that he's alive. Kind of okay. So we have Rose on her door, and I don't know. There's like something where maybe Jack, kind of like you know how she gets she that guy attacks her and is like bought using her as like a mm. floating device mm-hmm. like that happens but with jack she gets like flown floating away on the door so they mm. basically oh. just get separated uh-huh. right and so she gets on the boat and she sees him in the distance she's like fuck you have to go back my babe's out there and he's like <laughs> shut up we gotta keep going and um they're separated so like you you know she makes it the whole boat happens where she's like she tells that one guy that her name is rose dawson she mm. thinks he's dead she's like fuck okay i'm i'm done and then we we got a time jump which i don't normally like but i feel like this film can take it there's already one in it yep she's walking through i don't know the marketplace she's wearing fucking slacks okay and (laughs) she's like walking by a window and she sees this guy playing cards who the fuck is it (laughs) it's jack it's jack dawson it's jack dawson i don't know the time joke can be like five years because i don't think my heart could take 10 years That's so much time, and she would have a husband by then, maybe? No, maybe she wouldn't, because she's like, I'm this new independent woman, bitch. That's I don't true. need no man. But 10 years? Five? No, that's why I'm like, five. Okay, five okay. is like, because mm-hmm. five, you know, like, you have that year of like, fuck, I was just on the Titanic, so you need to get your mind right. You know how it is. You know how it is. <laughs> the fuck, I was just on the Titanic year everybody has. <laughs> you know, you get your, you're getting your mind right, your money right, your house. You know, you live you live a little. She learns this whole new life. She starts wearing pants. She rides a horse. She flies she, a plane. With one leg on both sides. Both sides. <laughs> and she's just doing her single lady stuff. And then she sees Jack. And obviously, it's immediate. 
That okay. is, I think that is a true, like, rom-com perfect yes. sweet ending. You're right. I, I mean, I, I think, like, the heartbreak would be that he does die first later on mm. in the movie. This is, like, hour four of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so you still get that, like, damn, Jack died first still. But they're older. They've lived a little bit together. Okay. 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 Sean? So I thought long and hard about this. Mm-hmm. I think my ending would change a little earlier around my favorite moment of the film <gasps> when Rose jumps off the lifeboat back <gasps> onto the ship. And oh, my God. Jack is that what runs... yours changes to? Is it? Is Maybe. that close? Keep going. Keep going. Okay, okay. And Jack runs down, and they meet at the staircase once again. And he says, you're so stupid, Rose. You're so stupid. And Cal finds them, and he kind of has this little break, and he grabs old boy's gun, which is a nice fucking gun, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> strapped, dude. Real strapped. And he shoots at them, but I think he would follow them further, mm. and a rush of water would kind of take them all three together. Mm. And the ending of the movie would pretty much go the sinking of the ship would go as it did but it would be Jack, Rose and Cal together. Interesting. Ooh. To where the ship breaks in half, they're all at the top of the or the back of the boat as it were and they all go down together on the railing and they both manage to reunite with her by the door. The door can only hold one of them and they both choose it to be Rose and she has Aww both of these men hanging on the door that in one way or another she both loved maybe she never loved cal i don't want to say that and cal somehow i don't know through science or the ghost screenwriter (laughs) cal somehow does not freeze to death the way jack does and they find the whistle jack unfortunately does not make it they get to the coast guard which comes to pick them up and then the moment that is also my favorite, where someone comes, they survive together, Cal and Rose, and they're on the Coast Guard. Someone comes up to her and asks her her name. And that's when she says Rose Dawson. And that moment for Cal is the last time they see each other. He mm. takes that he takes that as still, even Jack being gone, she chose she chose him. And then you get the little voiceover where she says Married, the stock crashed, he killed himself. And that's the last I, we see of Cal. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. One thing with it, though. Mm-hmm. You just killed a little girl. Oh, my oh God, my Joshua. God. <laughs> we settled this. <laughs> and I'm not giving that to you. Because mm-hmm. Fabrizio got that girl on a lifeboat. Oh, you hear me? Fabrizio, we didn't even Tommy. talk about or Tommy. Tommy. They I think that's that's the archetype that works great. As badly as the chubby technology best friend Bill Paxton as bad as that is, Tommy and Fabrizio work so well. The yeah, sort of ragtag like gang of do-gooders works so well. Those two actors crush it. The boats are all gone. <laughs> Lacey, would you like right. would you like to give your ending? I would because my ending changes at the same spot yours does for Sean. Oh, it's 
my favorite moment in the movie. I cry every time she jumps off the boat and goes back on the Titanic and they meet. But what if she stayed on the lifeboat mm-hmm. and it sailed away? I understand it's a big character change for her. That's the that's the oomph that her character did not have before to make that decision by herself. I understand that completely. But what if she had stayed on the lifeboat? Jack would have... Jack says, he says that he's he's smart and he's tricky and he, he gets himself, himself, and he gets, I'm so excited, can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> he gets himself out of sticky situations all the time. That's what his whole character arc is about. His whole character storyline is about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she stays on the lifeboat. She sails away. She's safe. Jack goes down with the ship. He finds the door. He gets on the door. Yes. She goes back with the one boat that goes back for survivors. (gasps) And she pulls Jack into the boat. Oh, God. And they see the Statue of Liberty together. Ah, I'm into this. (laughs) I got chills. Look at this. (laughs) And then they get to do all the things that he promised they would do together. They live together. They grow old together. Of course, he has to die first because that last yeah. scene going through the boat is, I agree 100 with you, Josh. It That final shot makes the movie for me. It, it, it I think it's so beautifully done. But they get, for me, the hopeless romantic. Mm-hmm. They get that life together that they talked about. And then yes. the story ends and she meets him one last time. At the clock. At the clock. Lacey, you win. Thank you! Well, let's... (laughs) I think so, too. (laughs) So, if we're going to wrap this up, I think we can all agree Cal is a detestable guy. Right, Josh? Run the tape. You know what I said. I said what I said. (laughs) That there's no way they could have fit on that door. Right, Rashawn? Correct. <laughs> and that Leo is a snack, right, Carmela? 100%. The whole damn meal. <laughs> All right. With the end of each episode, we're going to end with a little game of six degrees of separation. We're going to link one actor from the movie we discussed today to an actor from the movie we're going to discuss in the next episode. Can you all find a connection between Kate Winslet and mm-hmm. Gary Oldman? Okay, I got one. Carmel looks like you have one too. All right, so whoever gets it in less wins. Yeah? Yep. Mm-hmm. Ladies first, go ahead. Oh, so I have Kate Winslet was in Sense and Sensibility with Emma Thompson. Oh. Who was also in Harry Potter. <gasps> And Gary Oldman was also in Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, which Spe- one? Specifics. Give me some. You can't just. Every British actor is a Harry Potter. Come on. The third one. Who was he? He was um 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 Sirius Black. Yes, she is, is right. Emma, is Emma Thompson in Azkaban? Yes, she's in all of them. She's Professor Trelawney. Oh, I didn't know she showed up. I know are, she, are we sure she shows up in all of them? Girl, let me Google. Go ahead with yours. Uh-uh. Okay. 
<laughs> I don't think she does. I don't think she shows up in all of them. I really don't. Okay, because think- okay, because then I can add in, so I could go to Kate Winslet, to Emma Thompson, to Emma Watson, who was definitely in that one <laughs> with Sirius Black. There she goes. So that's so what four. three connections? Three? That's four. Yeah. Are we talking? We are we counting the connector in between them? No, the I think actor? that's only two connections. That's three. So it's three connections. Kate Winslet you, to Emma Thompson. That's a connection. Uh-huh. Emma Thompson to Emma Watson. Mm-hmm. Emma Watson to Gary Oldman. Love it. Shit. Three. Josh, what you got? Shit. I got Kate Winslet to Mark Ruffalo in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm, I love you. Mark Ruffalo to uh, Andy Serkis in Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. And Andy Serkis to Gary Oldman in the new Planet of the Apes in War for the Planet of the Apes. So that's three. So that's three as well. We have we a, need a tie. We need a tiebreaker. All right, tiebreaker. Yeah. Can you find a connection? Oh, shit. What if Rashawn gets it? Between. I'm out. Yeah, it's just you and Carmella. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Can you find a connection between Kathy Bates and Christian Bale? Can it be a show? No. Movies only. I can't wait to see how this turns out. <laughs> Rashawn's gonna figure one out like soon. I already did. You did? What? Mm-hmm. What? Was Christian? Look at me, Rashawn. Was Christian Bale in what I think? What I'm thinking of? Send it to him. No. Was he? Was he? Was he? <laughs> Was he? I don't know. I think I've got it. Let's hear it. One sec. I just need to, like... Yes, okay, hold on. Kathy Bates was in Valentine's Day that had Bradley Cooper, who was also in American Hustle with Christian Bale. There it is. Valentine's Day pullout. Fucking Valentine's Day. Ah, Well ah, done. Okay. All right. Congrats, Carmella. Yes. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. And that's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. If you could take a moment and give us a five-star rating on iTunes, you can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Lacey, Mella. Josh and Rashawn. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. 